Welcome to the Momming with Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Hargrove. On this show, I help moms discover Jesus in their motherhood. I hope this show encourages you in your mom journey. Enjoy the message. And the title of today's message is Keep Pushing. So keep pushing. You know, it's sometimes after the greatest pain and the strongest push that you receive the miracle you've been praying for, waiting for, hoping for, doing everything in your power to do your part to bring into existence, right? The process of childbirth. So I got thinking about childbirth this week. Um, A couple of my friends had babies and then I was thinking about life and it all just was like playing out in my head, this, this experience, this process of childbirth. And this process of childbirth reminds me of sometimes how life plays out sometimes, right? The miracle of this child that is growing inside of us, but yet we can't see it. We begin to grow and this baby is becoming itself and our bodies are holding this miracle. And as time draws near to the baby's arrival, we grow tired and weary and even frustrated, wishing the time would just be now to get this baby out. I remember as my kids continued to get bigger and bigger, a seven pound baby, eight pound baby. And with that nine pound baby, I was like, you need to get out. (laughs) You know, all we can do is just wait and be patient at this point. The day comes and labor begins. So that is a glorious day where, you know what, let's get this baby out. But again, we begin waiting for the things to line up slowly, but surely. And then the peak of it all happens. We begin pushing and pushing and pushing. Our face even becomes red. We're using all of our strength and we're out of breath and tired. We look crazy. We're vulnerable. We are pushing. Our double chin is showing. Everyone can see every part of us. I mean, the most vulnerable, probably moments of our life. And we are tired and out of breath. But yet we're told in that moment right there, hey, push again and give this one your all. And we almost feel like we have nothing left in us, but because we are strong and amazing women, we do it. Somehow we give that last push and then the baby is here. You know, the miracle that you've been growing, nurturing, waiting for, praying for is here. And I know um, in parentheses here, I know that all of our childbirth experiences probably are completely different. And many of ours may not even sound this smooth, right? This story here sounds exasperating, but it's like, okay, well that worked out. Some of us had traumatic births. Some of us had C-section. Some of us um, adopted. Some of us, our stories for our children and bringing them into this world and caring for them. I want you to know that I get it. It all looks different. Some were smooth and supernaturally amazing and some were crazy. But I'm using the example of this hypothetical experience of childbirth to help us see things different in our life today. And so how many times in life have you been at a point of exhaustion where you just don't know if you even have one more push in you to give? 
The pain that you've experienced up until now has weighed you down more than you felt you could bear. The weight has grown over the months and now you just feel too tired to even try. But I felt like God truly wanted me to tell you today to keep pushing, to give this one your all because your miracle is on the other side of this last push. He wants you to know that he knows that you're tired and he knows that you feel like you can't, but he's telling you today that you can. You have what it takes and he is giving you supernatural strength to deliver this miracle and hold it in your hands. And remember, do you remember the first time that you held your baby, whether it's on your chest or however they gave that baby to you, the moment you got to smell their little head with a little bit of hair that's so soft, their little fingers gripped yours. You know, the bond that y'all share together, this overwhelming love that you just felt pouring out of you. And it's almost like in that moment, as the placenta was still making its way out and you were being stitched up, <laughs> you forgot about the pain because the joy of the miracle was worth it. The miracle healed the pain of what it took to bring your baby into this world. In the same way, I truly believe that the miracle that God is going to birth through you is going to heal the places of pain you've experienced. I want you to know that God has seen you. He has heard you and he's been putting things into place to prepare you for what's next. So I want to ask you to believe with me and to keep on pushing. So keep on pushing girls. Okay. So today our title is keep on pushing, but we have three points. And our first one is God saw your pain. Our second one is miracles are birthed. And our last one is push one more time. <clears throat> and before I go into our first point, as I ended, um, our introduction for today's message. I want to share this verse and it says in John 16, 21, when a woman is giving birth, she has sorrow because her hour has come. But when she has delivered the baby, she no longer remembers the anguish for the joy that a human being has been born into the world. And it's just such a beautiful reflection of our experiences as of birthing our children into this world that in that hour that we are pushing and we are exhausted and we are over it and we're tired and we don't know if there's anything left in us that shortly after we deliver that miracle baby we're holding in our arms it's almost like it's all faded away the pain because of the joy of this miracle that we're holding and I truly believe that today God is going to share that and use that example of childbirth that we all have experienced or seen to some capacity in our life to really minister to our life circumstances. And so let's jump into our first point, And that is God saw your pain. The pain that you have specifically experienced was not overlooked. It wasn't in vain and it's valid and real. When we go through these seasons of pain, it is so easy to wonder where God was and even feel upset that we were allowed to go through it. Hey, that is real talk, right? Why couldn't God just stop it and fix it when I asked the first time? 
We almost doubt that he was there or that he cared because in those moments, it felt so lonely, even though all we longed for was to hear him. And those seasons, it almost felt impossible to, you know, those seasons where like, God speak to me and you're so desperate. And for some reason, that's when it's hardest to hear him. And I know this because I too have had those seasons. I love God with all of my heart and I believe in him with my whole entire being. But those seasons that I have been through as well were hard to navigate through. They were hard to understand our emotions and our feelings and, and stand strong on the truth that we do know when our feelings and the life circumstances are just going opposite of what we hoped for. Right. But here's the truth that I have found to be true is that even still God saw your pain and he's cared so much. And before I go more into this point, I want to read three verses that really speak true to the area of God seeing your pain. In Psalms 34, 18 through 19, it says, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. The afflictions of the righteous are many, but the Lord rescues them from all of them. I mean, what a beautiful verse that he is near to you in those times where your heart was broken, when you were crushed. And he says, you know what, girl, the afflictions of the righteous are many. You might go through many things, but he will rescue them, rescue you from all of them. In Psalms 56, 8. Sorry, guys, my throat is scratchy. Um, Psalms 56, 8, it says this. You have taken account of my miseries and put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your book? I mean, you may have heard this verse before. Maybe you haven't. This is your first time. But did you know that God takes account of the miseries that you specifically have been through? That he takes your tears and puts them in his bottle. He catches each and every tear that you have cried. And it says, are they not in your book? He has recorded them because your life is valuable to him because he cares about what you go through. And as a loving, good father, his heart is connected to you and feels and cares for the things that are, that you are going through. In Psalms 147.3, it says he heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. He binds up those wounds that you have in your heart from the pain and the loss and the bitterness and the resentment and all these things, he gets it and he binds them up. Never once, even in your loneliest moment, did he leave you. <coughs> in fact, he cared so much about the pain that you've experienced that he collected every single tear of pain that you've cried. Your tears, your pain, your experiences were valuable and precious to him. So much that he held your tears close to his heart. He was close to you when you miscarried. He was close to you when you lost someone so close to you. He was close to you when anxiety and depression wrapped its ropes around you. He was close to you when your family lost that sustaining job. <coughs> he was close to you when your friends and your family abandoned you when you needed them the most. He was close to you when you endured abuse that you didn't deserve. He was close to you when you felt lost and distant from him. And he has always been there and always will. And this is the power of Jesus. 
that he somehow is able to take all of that pain, all of those things that you've been through, even the ugliest situations and turn it around for good. That is the power of Jesus. And no, the situation itself, I am not saying is good and neither is God, but he is able to take that situation and somehow miraculously turn it around for good. Now that is the miracle of Jesus. That is the power of Jesus. And if you don't see the miracle yet, that God is not done. He is not done intervening in that situation, miraculously stepping in and doing what only he could do. In Romans 8, 28, it says, and we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. And that's another verse that you might see or hear many times, but this is not saying that God takes these, these horrible things and makes them good because actually they were for a purpose. And those things were actually good for you. No, God doesn't want to cause pain. He doesn't cause pain. He is not the God of destruction or heartache. (coughs) Sorry, guys. He is a good God and only that. And so it says that he causes all things, all things good, all things bad, all the things that you've experienced. And he turns those things together around for good for those who love him. And so God saw your pain and God somehow turns it around. And let's go into our second point. And that is miracles are birthed. (coughs) Give me a second, guys. All right. Miracles are birth. Our second point. It is super wild guys. If you really think about it, a human being is able to be conceived in our womb, grow and become a whole new person. And then is birthed out of our body to live their own life that God has called them to live. I mean, it's really trippy. If you think about like, obviously that's what we know and that's how it's always been done. And that's what God created period. Simple. But have you ever thought about something in life, like about the universe or like something crazy? And you just have a moment to actually think about it. You're like, oh man, this is freaking me out. Like, that's actually pretty crazy that a human being out of thin air. Okay. Like, of course we know the, how it happens. Right. But those two things are able to create a whole human being inside of us. And then we push it out. I mean, that's crazy. And this whole process isn't an easy process, right? There is pain and discomfort involved in bringing this miracle to pass. But let us talk about these miracles. Let me ask you this. Do you believe in miracles? Do you believe at this stage in your life that God can create miracles for you? That he could turn things around, make something out of nothing, do the impossible and come through for you like he has for others. I mean, there are so many miraculous stories in the Bible that sometimes we don't really stop and think like, dude, that really did happen. We read the Bible or we hear these Bible stories and you're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, like David totally defeated Goliath. Like, oh, that's crazy. And you're like, no, <clears throat> have you realized that these stories that we read in the Bible are actually real events that have happened? And these are all incredibly 
miraculous. And do you believe that the same God who did that can do the same kind of miracles in your life and your unique situation, your unique story? And he has not lost his power. You know, there's so many stories in the Bible that I can think about. One, God, he caused manna to miraculously appear every day for years so that the Israelites can eat and not starve in the wilderness. They were in the wilderness for 40 years and there was no food around. And he caused every single day manna to fall from the sky, lay on the ground. He told them go and collect it. And they would make food that tasted like sweet pancakes. It says like, I don't know if I use the word pancakes, but something so sweet bread. And they would make that every day. And God miraculously poured that down for them to eat. I mean, hello. And we read that like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, God did the whole manna thing. No, hello. Do you go outside your front yard and just be like, oh, there's Whataburger every day because I love Whataburger and God's got my back. Like that is, <laughs> hello, miraculous. Did you know that <clears throat> God caused a big fish to swallow Jonah as he was running away from him? So Jonah wouldn't drown and die but yet this fish held him in his mouth for three in his stomach for three days and then spit him out on shore, not just randomly in the middle of the ocean. He spit him out on the shore. And once he got out, he obviously had a change of heart, surrender to God and then follow God. I mean, have you heard that story? Do you understand that that is real and that God miraculously provided this will so that Jonah would not die, but yet have a change of heart and then go do what God called him to do. And he was safe and alive. Like, is that not a miracle? God chose Mary, a faithful woman in his eyes to carry and birth Jesus, even though she was a virgin, like, hello, God split the red sea so that the Israelites could escape their enemies and be safe. God literally caused the waters to rise on both sides so they could walk straight through the red sea. Like that's a real miracle that has happened. Jesus raised the dead. He healed the blind. He freed those that were possessed. He multiplied the loaves and the fish to feed thousands of people. And God raised Jesus from the dead so that we can be reconciled to God and live with him for eternity. And there are so many other miraculous stories in the Bible that have actually happened. And not only in the Bible, we've seen them and we've heard of them, right? But did you know that there is a book in heaven with your name on it? <clears throat> this book contains stories of many miracles. You, your life and your birth in itself was a miracle. Your children are miracles. Your story is filled with miracles of the past and miracles that have yet to be revealed. But do you believe that God wants to perform miracles in your life in this next season? What miracles are you praying for, waiting for, and longing for? Is it a miracle in your health? Maybe it's for your kids, for your marriage, your financial status, maybe your mental state, your career, your spiritual journey. It's truly time to just believe again and know that all that you've been through is leading you and preparing you for these miracles on the other side but I'm telling you today to keep pushing because your miracle is coming. <clears throat> and Psalms 139, 16, it says, you saw me before I was born and every day of my life was recorded in your book. 
Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. That God literally has a book with your name on it. And I know that there's some chapters in that book that you wish never happened. There's some chapters of pain, of sorrow, but there are chapters and chapters and chapters of miracle after miracle after miracle. And there's going to continue to be beautiful chapters yet to be revealed. And God will take those horrible chapters, those chapters you wish weren't there. And instead of ripping the pages off, because when your heart broke, his heart broke, because when you cried, his heart was torn too. That he, instead of ripping those out, he's going to take those and he's going to use them to build a new chapter of breakthrough, of miracles, and of testimonies that will influence even those around you and be a testimony of God's goodness. In Psalms 35, it says, weeping may last through the night, but joy comes in the morning. And sometimes that weeping through the night might not just be one night for some of us. Maybe it's months, years, weeks, days, I don't know. But maybe there's been a season where it feels like it's been nighttime and you've been weeping and you've been heavy and you've been sad. But I truly believe that this joy that you've been praying for <clears throat> and longing for is going to come and you will see it rise like the sun in the morning and God is coming through. Even if the miracle that you have been praying for and hoping for is simply joy, is simply peace, is simply hope, that is a miracle in itself. And so let's move on to our last point, And that is push one more time, right? <clears throat> and just like we've been relating it to childbirth, I'm telling you, man, sometimes that last push is the hardest. And I remember looking at the nurse one time, I think it was with joy and I'm just going at it, man. I'm just pushing. I'm like, get this chick out of me. Like what is going on? And I remember just being like, so out of breath and like, okay, give her a second. I'm like, yes, give me a second. And then she's like, okay, push one more time, but give this one your all. And I'm like, I could have sworn I've been doing that, <laughs> you know, but um, anyways, that one more push brought the baby out and it was amazing and beautiful. And those are the hardest pushes that last one. But, you know, it made me think about this, you know, it's so easy for us to want to throw in the towel right before the breakthrough. It's human nature. And I also believe it's the devil's perfect little plan that he likes to throw our way. Right before the breakthrough, he likes to throw his biggest hits. He wants to knock us down when we're down because he's afraid if we keep pushing and we keep getting back up that we might actually make it to the other side. We might actually see the miracle and experience the breakthrough that God has already planned. How many of you have seen this kind of idea in your life before? Those times where you're like, okay, man, you know what? I'm so over it. I'm so done. I want to give up. But those moments you still push through and you're like, oh man, good thing I didn't because look at what God did or look, everything worked out, dot, 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 right? If the enemy can get you to give up and wear you down enough, then he wins. He wants to suck all of the fight out of you because he knows that at the end of the day, he's a loser. He's already lost and God actually has good plans for you and miracles to be seen. And the devil knows that he literally can't. Stop the plans that God has for your life, but he does try to get you to self-sabotage what God is doing. <clears throat> he does try to distract and discourage you so that you just give up and settle for less than what God has for you. 
He doesn't want you to try to believe or to draw closer to Jesus, especially. He wants you to doubt that God still performs miracles. He wants you to doubt that God even loves you. And he wants you to doubt that God can turn it all the way around. Sometimes he thinks he's winning. <clears throat> but I want to remind you today that it is time to put the devil back in his place. Like, bro, get out of my face, get out of my life, get back in that place because you're a loser, right? He has no authority over your life and he doesn't have the final say. He has no power and he is a liar. It's time to muster up even the little strength that you have left. And if you feel like you have none, then you know what? Good. Call upon the Lord to give you the strength you don't have to push one more time. <clears throat> This last push is going to deliver what you've been praying for. I know that some of you have been hurt by church, but I encourage you try it out one more time and watch God reveal to you a healthy and life-giving church family. I know that some of your marriages have been rocky and you're just so tired. You're tired of trying and you don't want to try one more time, but I encourage you to give it your all and watch it become stronger than it ever has been. I know that some of you are feeling like a failure as a mom, as you try to juggle all of it. And you just feel like giving up. Like, why do I care so much? Why am I trying? I'm just sucking at this. But I encourage you to wake up tomorrow, put your head up and remind yourself that you're freaking awesome, that you're a great mom and you're going to make it happen. And I know that some of you feel like your business ventures, your career, the things you're pursuing seem dead and even pointless, but I dare you to try one more time and see God give you his godly success, no matter what it is. And I don't know what it is for you, but I want you to know that God does not want you to give up right before the miracle. Would you push one more time? I believe if you choose to do so that you will see God's hand move in ways that you never have before. He wants to perform miracles in your life, just like he did in the past, not just for those around you, not just those crazy stories you see everyone sharing on Facebook and it's viral and it's like crazy. Like, wow, that's amazing. Not just the stories of parting the Red Sea and doing these things, but in your life, he has miracles for you. And I'm going to end this point, our last point on this last short story in John 21, one through six. And it says afterwards, Jesus appeared again to his disciples. So this is after Jesus rose from the dead. After he rose from the dead, he was kind of cruising earth for a little bit longer before he ascended to heaven. So he would just pop up randomly and be like, oh, snap, there's Jesus. Hey, what's up? Like, hey, Jesus, you know, and he would just pop up to his disciples and the and the people that follow him and he would talk to them and teach them things before he left. So he pops up by the sea of Galilee and it happened this way. So Simon, Peter, Thomas, Nathaniel, uh, the sons of Zebedee, the two other disciples were together. And so all these people are together and it's, uh, it goes on to say, I'm going out to fish. Simon, Peter told them. So he told, Hey guys, I'm going to go fish. And they said, we'll go with you. So they went out, they got into the boat. But that night they caught nothing. They were out all, imagine like a fisherman, like you just read one sentence here, but there's other translations that kind of elaborate more. They were out all night. They tried all night to just get even one fish. They got none. 
imagine staying up all night, praying, hoping, wishing to just have, you know, work hard and, um, and be able to, um, I'm sorry, guys, one of our moms just asked for the link right now. So she wants to join real quick. And you're working so hard, you're doing your best, you're struggling, you're hoping, and nothing is to show for it. I mean, how many of you relate to that in your life, whether it's work, marriage, career, conception, hoping, praying for this, this, and that, and you're working so hard and you're, and you come up with nothing. Okay. So they caught nothing. Right. And here's the crazy part. Early in the morning, Jesus stood at the shore, popped up, but the disciples didn't realize it was Jesus. And he called out to them, friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, and Jesus said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. And so another translation says something like they threw the net over one more time. One more time. Imagine if they, they were like, no, Jesus, like I've already been doing this all night. I'm tired. I can't do this again. I was literally about to roll back up on shore. I've been out all night. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. And Jesus, like, okay, cool. Just throw it one more time. Hey guys, throw it one more time. They threw the net one more time and they don't, didn't just catch one fish or two fish or a couple of fish to feed them lunch that day, but their net was filled overflowing so much that they were unable to haul the net in because a large number of fish. So why do I share this story? You're like, why are we talking about fish in a net? I don't, I don't fish. I don't do that. We're talking about pushing one more time, trusting Jesus one more time with the things that you feel aren't measuring up, aren't working out, aren't coming through with the miracles you feel like are dead. I truly believe that Jesus is saying, push one more time, throw that net over one more time. And this time, I truly believe that you will miraculously see what only God can do in your life. And so today we talked about keep pushing. That was our title of pushing through, even when we're out of breath and we're tired and exhausted. We talked about God saw your pain, that he has seen the unique and specific experiences of pain that you have been through. And he cared and his heart broke with you, but he is the one who is with you through it all. And he turns it around for good. We talked about our second point. Miracles are birthed that God has performed crazy miracles that actually happened in the past. And there are crazy miracles that are still to yet happen in your life. And the last one is push one more time that even when you're tired and you want to throw in the towel, that just like the story where he said, throw your net one more time. And they did and they had more than they can contain. I truly believe that when you push one more time, you will see the miracle of God in your life. I hope you found encouragement today. I'd love to connect with you. You can find me by following Lauren A. Hargrove on Instagram or Facebook. And before you go, can you do me a favor and leave a rating and review for this show? I would greatly appreciate it. And it would help other moms better find the show too. With that, thank you for being a part of our community today and until next time.